This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, it's an all MCU geek out. Geek boner. As we review the Black Widow movie, Loki episode five on Disney Plus, and react to the trailer for Marvel's What If series. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, July 12th, 2021. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. Listener, how's it going? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Hi-yo. The uh, old hi One of my Ned Flanders over here. Jesus Christ. Hi, diddly ho, listenerino. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero, TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Oh. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us, he's back from the negative zone. I thought I changed the locks, but he got in again. Anyways, it's Ruck Boy. Welcome back, Rucks. I saw you guys did a podcast without me. How could you, Imran? You stabbed me in the. I mean, you did a podcast without us. So I know you, you stabbed me in the, the whole thing. And you, you guys me in the slack hole, Imran. Everybody's done a podcast without the other person at some point. I think we did one without you, but yeah. then you. Yeah, we but did. then you. He came back in though. He said he wasn't going to be in it, and then he came into it. I can't help Didn't myself. He? Oh, yeah. I think he might have tried to jump in on it. Yeah. I, I didn't have a voice. Because you had a voice. You, yeah. you lost your yeah. voice. Yeah, that was the only reason he wouldn't do it. <laughs> but we have technically we've done shows in every itineration you can do. Every kind of uh, lineup. Yeah, yeah. Every pair- pairing we've now done. First string, shows. second string, third string. It's all there. It's right. been a while since I missed one. So. It's all right. Rugs deserves to get a break every now and again. I mean, come on. It's the summertime. I got shit what? to do, people. Yeah. Where'd you go? I went on a vacation. Really? Where do where do people of you and your ilk go? Well, Sesame Street's the first stop. <laughs> <laughs> were you on that spaceship with Richard Branson and the Virgin people? I thought I saw you in there. No? I will not disclose okay. if I was or not. Oscar, away. why are you such a grouch? <laughs> Bitch, I live in a trash can. I live in a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> And Sesame Street can be anywhere. There's a Sesame Street in every state. Yeah, it's yeah. like Main Street. There's a Sesame Street. Yeah, you don't really Street know. It. Every it's not town. something that's known by yeah. the public, but yeah. <laughs> it's not what it looks like, though, on TV. That's for sure. The Sesame Streets around the world. That's not as not, clean. No. It's not advertised yeah. no. very well. There's a lot no. more black light and graffiti for some reason. It's odd. <laughs> Anyways, right, and lots of drugs. That's why I go there. Exactly. I'm a regular. Rugs. One slap. <laughs> two slaps. <laughs> Three. The count. Blunts. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, Rugs, welcome back, and you are back on a Marvel geek-tastic show. Let's get into it, you bastard. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Yeah, it's going to be all MCU geek boner. Geek out. Lots of great stuff to talk about. One thing in the news before we get to our reviews, uh, the next Marvel Disney Plus show we're going to get after Loki finishes this week, like the day this show drops, it will be the final episode of Loki. In a month, August 11th will be the uh, Marvel's What If animated anthology, and they put out a trailer that shows you a lot. It shows you the Watcher, 
shows you the style of animation. It shows you kind of the crazy what if storylines they're going to tackle. Uh, what did you guys think of? Let's just start with like the look of the animation. Cause I think that was the whole time. I'm like, what is this going to look like? What did you think of this? It's like two, it's like a 3d rotoscope, uh, cell shaded. I don't even know how to describe yeah, it. Cell shaded is probably the best. Cell thing. It's like shaded. it's 3d masquerading as 2d. That's okay, all it yeah, is. It's a flat 2d, 3d thing. I think it looks fantastic. I'm really happy with it. Rugs, are you happy with the animation style? No. Oh shit! It's not the worst. Lame. It's not okay. the worst. Okay. It's not. It's it's. If I was gonna give it like a a grade, I'd probably give it like a B grade. You know, but like it's not the. You quite- said no so definitively, like it was like an F, <laughs> and then you yeah. went and gave it a B. Jeez, no, because like uh, I expect the best from Marvel, and this fair. seems like this seems like. Stuff that you'd find on Netflix, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. the Godzilla anime mm-hmm. does oh, this God. shit a lot. Yeah, that's you know, true. It did look a lot like the Godzilla anime cell shading. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, but it's fine. I mean, I'm sure it'll be interesting and, and fun to watch. So. Anthony, what'd you think of uh, this wacky thing here? Uh, you know, I'm not really going to comment too much on the animation. I never, unless it's like just irritatingly bad. It doesn't I bother I never really you. care. Okay. Yeah. I don't care all that much. Okay. Um, but I will comment on just the trailer itself. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know exactly if this is going to be a like continuous storyline or if everything's just one-off episodes, but I've always been intrigued by what if storylines. I haven't read too many in the comics, but alternate worlds and all that stuff and just playing with the history that we've kind of now developed in the MCU and switching things around is always fun and intriguing. So I I liked I liked it a lot. I liked uh I, I liked it more than I thought I would yeah. if, for it being a, you know, an animation that's still considered part of the MCU. Yeah, me too. This is their first foray into animation. I love the what if comic book title growing up. I used to buy it all the time because they just had wacky premises. So you get a little bit of the premises. And I think uh, to answer your question, Anthony, I feel like there's going to be every episode is just a different alternate story self-contained. Right. Uh, and then I wonder how much of this will actually stick in the main MCU canon. There is some, uh, there's no precedent for that, but I could see them doing it. But do we want to, uh, yeah. do you want to just quickly outline some of the what if scenarios that we yeah, saw? We yeah. S- yeah. What did you see? Start with, yeah. you start with Tony Stark in Afghanistan, similar yep, to the first yep. movie, and Killmonger saves him. Instead of that other dude. Uh, right. Yasmin, yes. What was his name? Yasin? Uh, no, uh, Yinsen. Yinsen, right. Instead Yinsen, of Yinsen, yeah. and then he helps him make the suit. Killmonger's there, and he grabs the Stark bomb and throws it. That's interesting. Where is this going to go? Is he going to end up, you know, helping him op- uh, discover Wakanda or break it open? Interesting. Mm-hmm. You had a uh, Black Panther joining the Ravengers instead of Chris Pan. What if T'Challa grew up with the Ravengers and becomes Star-Lord? I like that. I think that's yep. cool. There was a shot of the rotation of the Avengers, but then instead of the Avengers, it was like the Guardians mixed with some of the Avengers. It oh, like. well, you know where they're supposed to make a team called Guardians of the Multiverse out of the end of this, which is also weird. I don't know where that's going. Mm-hmm. You also had, we saw this in the last trailer, but you had, uh, you know, Sharon Carter yep. being Captain Britain, I would assume. Yep. Captain Peggy um, Carter. You did see Marvel zombies. Yeah. You see Tony and Steve as zombies. That's fun. That's going to be yep. cool. Then there was some like Dr. Strange stuff and a bunch of other things that I really couldn't put together as where, where the, uh, differences may lie, but it was all, 
It was all interesting. So I think Doctor Strange stuff shows up in the Peggy Carter episode, and there's and there's one I think. What if Spider Man had the cloak of levitation? There's a shot of Spidey with that cape on. So and I don't know if that's hinting into like this, you know, Spider Man No Way Home Mar- and Multiverse of Madness and him getting mystical powers from Doctor Strange. And apparently there's one about what if Vision had all the Infinity Stones. Mm. Uh, and then as far as voice cast, you're getting a lot of people, right, from the MCU, but not everybody. Uh, clearly, that's not Paul Bettany doing Vision. It sounds completely different. So that one's obvious. Tone that's not uh, Robert Downey Jr. They, I don't, they don't have Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, uh, or Cumberpatch, or Brie Larson. Uh, Seth Green is going to do Howard the Duck. You saw Howard the Duck. That was cool. I wonder where he's going to be. But you got like Chris Hemsworth, Michael Rooker, Chadwick Boseman's last turn. Yeah, that's, I was going to bring Black that Panther. up. That's a little, yeah. uh, I wouldn't say, I wasn't like tear jerked, but I was like, that's a little emotional that this is his last role in MMCU yeah. and you're just hearing his voice. It was nice to hear his voice. Yeah, it's going to be great. Right. I'm like, oh, that is him. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but you got Haley Atwell, Josh Brolin, Dominic Cooper, Michael Douglas, Karen Gillen, Jeff Goldblum, Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo, right? Frank, Frank Grillo. Yeah. <laughs> Hiddleston, Jimon Huntsu, Sam Jackson. Uh, most of the cast is there playing yeah, there, except for the main guys. I don't know if Tom Holland, Tom Holland, it doesn't say if he's uh, doing his voice or not. I don't. I don't think he will be. Probably not. But, yeah. Because it says on the bottom of, I'm looking at Wikipedia, yeah. it says some of the names that will be there but not with different with different actors black widow also maybe not uh yeah that's oh and wanda too that's interesting Mm -hmm. they're too big for animation come on it's just a voice you could come in for 10 minutes i don't know some yeah some (laughs) of these names you definitely chris hemsworth michael b jordan sam i mean if they're doing it right jeff goldblum's doing it if they're doing it come on fucking elizabeth olsen what are you what are you doing Uh, the paycheck i'm excited for this so this will get us through august and then Shang Chi comes out, and then Hawkeye, Hawkeye, and then yeah, we just Ms. keep Martin. rolling. Just fucking we just never rolling, stop. Dude. No, now from now it is a full on geek boner train. Uh, listener, let us know what you think. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. This exclusive closed group just for you and us and our listeners. You get to meet other listeners, geek out, lots of fun. Uh, okay, that's it. Let's spread the geekery. This is a Jock and Nerd. Uh, podcast. We'll see you next time. No, what? What? Oh. <laughs> what? Let's get I've into done that like five or six times now. You're triggering me like I that. Well, because you say something that makes me pe- think of it. Yeah. Oh, I trigger you to trigger me, and then it just is a cake. And then the show ends. And then it's just Pavlovian ends. It's when, it's when Imran becomes formulaic. That's what happens. You got to snap yeah. me out of it. At, at some, yeah, sometime you just got to break the time stream like they're doing on the show. We're going to review right now. First of two reviews. Let's we're get doing to Loki it. first. Yes. Okay. Loki episode five. Titled Journey into Mystery, everyone. Here is your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. Uh, this one, the peen ultimate episode of Loki. <laughs> I like how they peen ultimate. I like saying <laughs> peen ultimate. Anthony, do you remember what happens in this one? Sort of, yeah. Um, so we leave off in the last episode with Loki being transported. He got uh, pruned, but we, we realize he's been transported to what seems like, I guess, what they're calling the end of time a, or somewhere close to the end of the time. The end of time, yes. Where all the prunings happen. And Dude. when you get there, there's a huge cloud called Eliath that could eat you. But he gets saved because we saw in the last episode, there's a, a lot of Lokis and they find him. And 
they basically take him under the his their wing and the Loki Tom Hiddleston Loki wants to go back and basically I think he, he and Sylvie both want to kind of tackle Eliath because they think this might lead to what they're really trying to figure out which is who's behind the TVA because whoever's behind the TVA would probably be at the end of time hiding so, out yep. Sylvie also decides to prune herself to get to the end of time when we realize that Mobius is still alive and we get into this whole thing of them trying to figure out a way to beat Eliath or get through to Eliath and they figure, figure out that they can enchant him and in the midst of all this, there's a army of Lokis that are trying to take over, including a, an alternate Tom Hiddleston Loki. Boat Loki. So it's just madness Lokis everywhere. Richard E. Grant is is fun as old school Loki. Yep, you have yep. a croc, uh, alligator Loki. You have kid Loki. You have the, the I think they call him like... Crocky. Crocky. Cro- crocky or cro- well, no. I'm talking about the uh, the black guy playing Loki. Boastful Loki. Boastful, yeah, Loki. boastful Loki. I didn't want to go right to race, you know. <laughs> We get you might get called out these days, but yeah, we'll I couldn't kids. think of what he, what he, what his name was. Boastful Loki yeah. there too. So yeah, it's just a, a it's just Loki madness. It's a really, bunch this whole of episode. Lokis, as Mobius says. You could throw a rock and hit a Loki out here. Uh, so. Okay, Rugs, let's start with you. We missed you last week on episode four. Blake Braden did a great job, by the way. Did Thanks. we? I maybe not. Maybe a little. <laughs> I thought Blake was great. I didn't even know Rugs. Yeah, was he missing. was awesome. He was yeah, awesome. He I definitely wasn't prepared. Yeah, <laughs> Blake filled in quite nicely oh yeah he's got the gift of gab oh blake's great great job blake again uh but uh, let's start with you rugs what'd you think of last week and this week this week is an episode that has tons of easter eggs and there's like a little bit of plot thrown in to connect the easter eggs well i really don't remember what happened the last (laughs) week other than the fact that loki gets pruned and uh we find out that Renslayer is kind of like not to be trusted. That's remember they they see they meet the timekeepers and they're robots and they're all mechanical, yeah they're robots blah, 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 blah. and okay. they so then they that's, get, the, that's the episode prior to this right one. that's the yeah. okay so just talk so, about this last one then if you don't remember so yeah I mean <laughs> it was it was the reveal was okay here's the swerve there's there's more to this there's a man behind the curtain here this is like Wizard of Ozzy yep, they go to yep. they go to the thing and then it's not what it seems to be. And then they get dumped into Loki land. Now, my idea of this is I watched a couple of things. I watched like some of the new rock stars. I watched some screen rant or whatever, all that stuff. And I really started to believe that this is all about the show is all about Loki. Well, it's called Loki. Yes. Yeah. So and (laughs) since it's centered around him pruning himself and Alioth can be enchanted by Loki and all this stuff, I'm, I'm thinking and all of the Easter eggs are Loki centric. A lot of them are yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, that the guy at the castle at the end has got to be Loki. Well, this is it. This is the question. This is where we're at. The who is pulling the strings? But it could even be the OG Loki. Which Loki? Be- the Loki from the Loki wizard. So you know when old Loki tells a story about how he faked his death. Yeah. Could uh, the Loki we saw in Endgame still be alive? And it's fucking him. It could what? be anything. I would agree. I really don't think that you're going to see Kang. No. I, I don't They're think you're going to see Mephisto. No, it's you're not Mephisto. Gonna, you're not going to see Mephisto. It'd be cool if they had Kang in there. Kang lives in a castle like that, too, at the end of time, though. Yeah, but he has like a whole because like Kang has this like a uh, dish world where it, like it's all like a, a in, under a dome. Oh, oh he has. OK. 
It's like his prizes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and he's got like uh, the Sphinx in there. He's got Uh, all the wonders of the world. So there's a lot of that shit was in here. But yeah, that's true. So that's Kangy. Yeah. And that and that could be in the castle's Kangy. So Kang Kang. But but I really think they're going to swerve and it's going to be Loki and not Kang. And he's not going to get revealed in this. I don't think I don't think. And if I'm wrong, great. Then I'll be surprised and friggin psyched that Kang is in there. I'm but, surprised we uh, didn't actually get a reveal. Anthony, what do you think of the episode and who's pulling the strings? I will start by saying I agree. I think we're building to an alternate Loki that's at the end of time mm. pulling the strings. I don't think that's a, like a bad predict or a bad thing, but I would also be psyched if I was wrong. Um, that being said, uh, what did I think of the episode? I thought it was fun. I mean, I liked all the alternate Lokis. I enjoyed. I wait. I enjoyed Alligator Loki way more well, than I thought. He was I would. so great. He bites his fucking hand off. It's fantastic. Yeah. I enjoyed like all the Loki stuff. I mean, it, it. It. You. I agree. It is kind of like a, like a filler episode in terms of like yeah. the plot doesn't really move not a lot too quickly no. too much here, but it, it also just is fun to see all the different Lokis. And I, I am like still. I guess I'm I'm a little surprised that we don't know who's at the end right. because we we're still the we're basically ending the the series on a surprise of who's the reveal of TVA. So hopefully, as mentioned, it's um, even if it's a Loki, at least it's hopefully it's something that like is intriguing and there's something uh, more to this because to end end the end the series on a on a surprise or a re- reveal of the villain. Um, it better be worth in the it. last hour. They better do it right up front at the beginning of the episode. I don't know. Uh, I did. I love the chemistry when the Lokis were hanging out. It's fantastic. And then that whole scene where Vote Loki shows up and it's like a Batman 66 wacky fucking fight scene was kind of fun and silly. The music I thought was great in this episode and like the shots of uh, destroyed New York in the beginning was great. Here's some other options of who it could be. Uh, the, the Kang hints keep coming because if you notice on the destroyed Avengers Tower, there's actually a Kang logo, Q-E-N-G. In the comics, Tony Stark sells his business to a Chinese corporation, I believe, called Kang, and it's pronounced Kang, like Kang, and it says Kang on the tower. Could it be Dr. Doom? He lives in the castle. I don't know. I was thinking the Beyonder. Or do they pull the thing where they pull some other fucking random obscure character from Marvel fandom? Well, what was the name of that guy? The old guy that's that's in charge of the timekeepers. Yeah. So I got this from uh, the that dude Charlie at Emergency Awesome. He mentioned this. I did not know. There's a character that is called He Who Remains, and it's literally it's the final director of the Time Variance Authority at the Citadel. At the end of time, the last reality of the multiverse sounds familiar. And it's this old wrinkled dude who's sitting there. And I kind of feel like they might do that. We go, what if they combine Loki with them? One who oh. remains. I could see them. Doing that. I don't think the Loki see the that one, remains the one that remains or whatever. I don't see that being like, I think they would, they would, they've, they've been known to combine origins yeah, yeah. And, of different villains. And I think. The one who remains is just so That's, obscure. I had no, I didn't even know who this fucking dude was. He's from 1976. He was the uh, first appearance in Thor 245. So yeah, so yeah, they they do love to combine things. So they're probably going to combine. Did you guys catch the fro- uh, frog Thor? Yes, let's go over the tons of Easter eggs. That was fucking frog Thor. 
in the jar buried next to the fucking Molinier as they, mm-hmm. they pan down. And apparently uh, one of the writers says there was the premiere has a deleted scene of Loki fighting Throg, uh, Frog Thor. Hmm. Uh, so that was great. Did you catch uh, Kid Loki? Why he what his nexus event? He was? killed fucking Thor. Oh Jesus! Geez. I want to see this. When are they going to show us this? Goddamn! The little kid kills his brother. I, I feel like kid that kid Loki, as mentioned last week, we'll see more of him in the future. He, I thought he did a good job. Richard E. Grant, of course, did a fantastic job. But I liked the little kid. What little he had to do. I was like, this kid's a fucking badass. He gives him this flaming sword. My my friends were all over Richard E. Grant and how good he was, or, or how yeah he how was MVP for that episode, big time. And I, that's a great moment where he comes back and builds Asgard as a distraction. For I mean, the fact that he's wearing a Batman sixty six it's great Loki outfit, yes, it's, like a, just a costume, and he, he just it like seems like it kind of fits. <laughs> he's like an old dude at, at a Comic Con just walking <laughs> around <laughs> in his fucking costume. If they made a Loki show in like the eighties, that's what he would look like. Yeah, absolutely. So there's already calls on the internet for like a Richard E. Grant yeah. Loki series. He's he's fantastic, uh, great presence, and just uh, fun to watch. And I love Loki at looking at him, being like, "This is me older. Like, how did I survive this?" Maybe gives him the idea. Well, he uh, he escaped, right? He escaped the. I believe he, I forget exactly, but he escaped the Avengers catching him and he's just been hiding no, forever he, by himself. No, he escaped Thanos. He, Thanos. he said oh, that's right. he made a projection so real right. that You're it fooled right. him. And remember when Thanos killed Loki, he goes, no more magic, no more tricks. And he fucking right. chokes him and snaps his neck. Now, is that Loki even dead? I'm questioning all of this after hearing what old No, Loki because did. according to that Loki, that was him. He Was he, that he, him he then? He fooled. Oh, well, he, if it's that timeline that he's talking about, but obviously, why would he reference that timeline if it's not the same timeline? Yeah, I don't so, know. And then he got caught when he went looking for Thor, and he got lonely. He exiled himself. Right. But he exiled himself yeah. for a long time. Yeah, that could be a show right there. Like, what did he do? <laughs> he just he's just fishing. <laughs> yeah, he's just fishing and gardening. He's growing weed somewhere. Uh, okay, other Easter eggs that were great. The the title of the episode, "Journey into Mystery," is the original comic title. From Atlas Comics that later becomes Marvel from the 50s that introduces Thor and Loki and Asgard. So I love that. Eliath, also from the comics, he reminded me of the nothing from Never Ending Story. That's right. Right? Or like Parallax. The smoke or Monster. Smoke Monster from Lost. That was the other one. Uh, he first appeared in the Avengers The Terminatrix Objective in 1993. That comic book also introduced Ravona Renslayer. And that, yeah. and that had Kang as the villain. So Eliath lives outside of time, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and then uh, the pizza truck was kind of a Pixar reference. There's always like a pizza from Toy Story. Here's a weird one. In the background of Loki's lair, there's a video game, uh, upright video game console called Polybus Arcade Machine. Have you Polybius. Polybius. You guys know about this urban legend video game, Polybius? Wasn't it like some kind of uh, like government thing spying on people or something? Yeah, apparently in 1981, this machine was set up somewhere in Portland, Oregon, and people said that it was watched over by men in black. It, uh, allegedly, you would play it and you would get hypnotized or something, and then all of the cabinets disappeared of this game. Hmm. Yeah. So I love how they mix in these historical references on the show. The other historical Easter egg, that giant ship... It was the USS Eldritch. Have you heard about this urban legend myth? 
This Wasn't that the Philadelphia experiment where Correct. they made it disappear? This ship was supposedly sold for scrap, decommissioned in the 90s, but rumored to be part of the Philadelphia experiment, which was something they used to make things invisible, possibly just invisible to radar, like not actually invisible, but it wouldn't be seen on radar, but people took it to be like, it's like a cloak of invisibility. So now, just like D.B. Cooper, we get explanations to all these things. You hmm. you also saw like TVA food trays buried, like they dump in their junk at the end of time. That's where all their garbage goes, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Other stuff buried in the background, a shield helicarrier. You see Ronin's ship. You see the statue of the living tribunal, which is the cosmic entity that like guards the multiverse. So they like kill that. You see a giant yellow jacket helmet from uh, Ant-Man. Hmm. And rumor has it, Corey Stoll is coming back as yellow jacket in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Okay. Right. Hmm. And this is the best thing. The fucking Thanos copter. Geek Are you serious? That was amazing. They put this fucking, <laughs> this thing is from Spidey <laughs> Super Stories, which was a title for kids uh, in the 19, late 1979. It's like to sell toys, right? Yes. They made it to sell toys and they put it in the show. I can't believe. I mean, it's a great place to dump the void is where all time comes like, like a garbage disposal for time. That's such a. In one way, it's funny, but it's kind of lazy to just write set Thanos on a copter. Yeah, that's all they did. Somebody with like paint just <laughs> painted the word Thanos on a yellow copter. It didn't look like they spent a lot of time on that one, but I love that it was. But yeah, it's, and people were going crazy on the interwebs about it. So yes, they were. Uh, yeah, what else is? Let me ask you this, Rugs: Is this uh, relationship between Loki and Sylvie is this romantic to you? Well, I'll. Uh, if you ask somebody about self-love, you're asking the wrong guy here. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure that uh, he's a narcissist and he loves himself. And it would be a kind of a one step above masturbating, I guess. So, I mean, uh, he would love to fuck himself. Brown. Yeah, sure. Why not? Anthony, was there more hints that it was romantic? I still am. You're still doubting. Yeah, that, because huh? if any time there was a moment there, like he does the thing where he makes the blanket just for himself, first of all, selfishly. And then you shouldn't even be cold. He's a frost. Yeah, giant. I don't know why either of them are cold. They're frost giants or he is anyways. But then he makes a makes it bigger so they can cuddle. But if there was any moment to like grab her and kiss her and tell her whatever, like you're that would have been it. Maybe, but she does. What do you what do you what no, do you say? It's strictly platonic no. that he's just they're just hinting at the the blanket being shared, but they don't really. I don't know. She she does say like I've always been alone. I don't know how to have friends. I don't know how to be with anyone really because I've always been alone. So maybe he's just taking it. No, nah, that's a, they're doing a romantic okay. thing. Come on, I'm still. I, I would I would I would say though that I don't think they have a ton of chemistry. No, maybe that's. But the they've problem. only had like a couple episodes to really interact too. So. Yeah. Can I ask a question here? Of course. Um, no. <laughs> God damn you. Damn <laughs> you, Jock. I get Not funny. Heard. <laughs> Go uh, the puppet um, have his day. Yeah, come on, damn it. Uh, <laughs> what do you think the actual theme of this show is? Like, what is the arc that's try- trying to uh, be the result of all of this adventure? Like, obviously, we're trying to figure out this whole time thing, but it, like, is Loki learning about himself is he learning that he's a dick and he doesn't want to be a dick anymore like what are you getting out of this i can answer i think we'll see i mean we still have one episode left so this is just a prediction but the the whole premise obviously was like 
predestination versus free will, right? And it was implied early on that, or even said that Lokis are meant to, to fail. They're always meant to fail yeah. in the, in the great timelines, but like Mobius throughout. And, you know, as we're seeing the time to the TV unfold, it's obvious that like you can now, you can choose your own path. So I think what they're getting at is that what is the purpose of Loki in time? Oh. Like what, what does he, what does he really mean to the universe? And I think we'll find that out. This I mean, episode. I also think all the shows have been about identity. You know, if you think about WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, this one. And the uh, Richard E. Grant's Loki, they have that moment where he's frustrated and he's like, even when we try to fix ourselves, we get fucked. Can't catch a break. We're always destined to fail. So I like that, Anthony. I think is what what is the purpose of Loki? What is his glorious purpose? He's going to find out. But you do see the heavy. Uh, what is his glorious purpose and what not not only what is his but the fact that he can decide his own purpose he's not he's not destined to just fail no and you see him change from a bad guy to a good guy the thing that kind of dilutes this for me this whole that this whole arc that you're talking about is that once you introduce the fact that there's millions of possibilities for loki and there's more than one loki then of course there could be a good loki there could be a bad sure. loki there could be a successful loki there could be no so then all of a sudden who he is doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And so I, I'm one of those people that it's one of my pet peeves. I hate multiple versions of characters. Uh, even in, even in a story like this, where it's done beautifully and it's done great. It, 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 I can't help, but it cheapens it. My thoughts on the actual character when I know that there's a million options out there and anything can happen. So it's weird. Fair point. It's weird. It's a weird thing. I have a, a I'm mixed about that in in this because I was like, oh, if they get rid of all the timelines and all of a sudden there's one timeline, and then then it really matters what Loki chooses to be. If he chooses to be good, he chooses to be bad. If he chooses to walk in the middle somewhere, um, then it may then the stakes are higher, obviously. So it's kind of a weird thing when you have all of these possibilities. You can go, like, oh, somewhere out there, Loki's a nice guy and he's got he's married and he married himself and he has himself kids and actually he his kids are a, a wolf and a snake I oh think well the, yeah one of the, the boy is a wolf right yeah i right, well in the in the ancient lore anyway it right now it seems like marvel loves this thing about characters fighting themselves when we get into black widow it's a lot of the same fucking themes is the character fighting the same version of themselves same you know mimicking the same powers that's or what being. i love about like old marvel because like the Green Goblin was a, a opposite side of the coin to Peter Parker, and like the Joker's the opposite side of the coin to Batman, but they're nothing alike. Well, now everything is getting shoehorned to connect back full circle back together, isn't it? They do that a lot now. When instead of it just it, be, and again, we'll get into it. With Black Widow, they did it. They're doing it there. It's like a, not everything should be shoehorned connected necessarily. Yeah, I mean. The Joker and Batman are not they should they should not be connected. No. Like in the Joker movie where like the the, the where he goes and sees like or young even, Bruce yeah, Wayne. Or even and, in Batman eighty nine where he's the guy who kills his fucking parents. No, like, no. they should no. be completely two things that just are on a collision course. Yep, yep. That you know, that's how it is. Like we're, we're like the presidents don't know who the other bad guy that they're going to be <laughs> making a war room against right. in war. Like, they're right. like, oh, I went to high school with it that was guy. My unless, cousin. It's, unless it's your, unless you're George Bush and you hung out with Osama <laughs> bin Laden. But 
<laughs> that that's that's one instance where it happened. But like, it's just weird how they're doing this stuff where everything's kind of like always connected in a familial way. Yeah, it's getting a a little bit repetitive. Uh, Unless you're talking about family, you got to bring up Vin Diesel. <laughs> family, <laughs> Tom. Uh, so look, Mobius goes back to the TVA. What, next episode, I don't even know if we're gonna get any resolution. We see what he does. He wants to burn it down. He's gonna he said go it. burn it down, and the curtain has parted, and they're walking towards the castle. And man, they got a lot. They got a lot of things to tie up. I think, but the production value of this last episode was pretty cool. Yeah, no, the smoke monster looked fucking great, and there's a lot of special effects. I still have my problems with the CGI. I don't think it's, I don't think it's on the level of, um, or the green screen they're using is on the level of the Mandalorian. I don't uh, think they're using that technology oh, yeah. on this yet. But the volume, they're probably not using the volume either. When, and you know, the entire episode is. I mean, there's not one thing they're filming on right. location. Right, this right, is right, all right, space. Right, so. right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I like the show. I, I will say this episode, maybe because it's just been a week and we always review these yeah. a week later. So like the, the hype has died down, but I wasn't as geeked yeah. to like find out the mystery. Yeah. Like it ends with a, a cliffhanger yeah. where you get a glimpse of like a castle. Yeah. And for me, when that ended, I wasn't like, man, I want to know who's in that castle. It was more just like, okay, I'll just watch it. <laughs> the, the episode before when Loki lands in Loki land. That was great. I was like, yeah. oh, I, I immediately want to see the next yeah, episode. That was a great right. uh, cliffhanger. No post credit scene. And I was a little disappointed. Vote Loki was kind of like, that was it. I was expecting more. Like, I thought he was going to be the bad guy. If, if I had to compare like right now, obviously we still have one yeah. more. But like. I'm not as geeked as I was for like the end of WandaVision, but I do think the show is like is much more coherent and like much more streamlined than Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier was kind of all over the place yes. in, in some of their ideas and themes and they were trying to weave together a story. Whereas I think Loki Loki's a little bit more simple and that's like yeah, a very procedural absolutely. show yep, yep. where it's just like figure out who Loki is, like what the meaning of Loki is and figure out the mystery of the timekeepers. It's a very easy, there's not multiple path. things going on to its credit. Right. So it's more focused. I will say I felt these, I feel the series started really strong. The first two episodes were great. Uh, episode four was great, but the last, these last couple episodes, they're kind of just like running in place for me a little bit. One of the things that bothers me about the show and it's just the way that they handle Loki as a, superpowered being slash Norse God or frost giant or whatever that you want. Like I, I just don't understand his powers uh, in yeah, this particular really context, like in, in the Avengers and all those movies, like you could, to- he can totally do whatever he wants. And, and he has, maybe he's had an infinity stone in his wand the whole time that helped him do that stuff. But you, you know, it's just weird that, um, he seems so nerfed and depowered. Or- well, you know, they kind of address that when, uh, you know, Richard E. Grant makes the city and she's like, I can't, I didn't know we could do that. And he goes, we're stronger than we think, I think, you know. Uh, so and then also it is funny how holding hands is always the thing that saves everyone. Just like at the end of Guardians. You got to pass your energy you on to the other person. hands and love will save the day. You have to, you have, to have a dance party first. Yeah. Remember when... Uh- <laughs> Dr. Fauci said that handshakes would be a thing of the past. You know what? They're back, aren't they? Handshakes are back. Oh, and aggressively. Holding hands Oh, my back. God. I met some dude the other day, and he like went to shake my hand normal, but it was like up all up in my face, like, you're going to shake my fucking hand, bro? And I did. I yeah. was like, fine. It's fine. But 
I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> no, I, but I agree. that's hand. a good point because I've noticed that too. I got a couple of people still doing I, the elbow. I'm not going to like hate on Dr. Fauci. Like it is, I think it's cool now to hate on Dr. <laughs> Fauci, but <laughs> I didn't think it I, would come back either, but uh, well, they're it's back. back. Oh, it's you know, definitely back. Yeah. No, no fist bumping, no, no elbow. Heat. I mean, handshakes uh, yeah. are back better than ever. Yeah. No, I shaked hand with some randos already and I'm like, eh, whatever. I'm just going to go. And then, and then you ate a sandwich. Yeah, and then I immediately licked it after. and then rubbed it on yeah. my face. Shoved yeah. it up my ass. Like, let me go wipe this off now. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna shoved it up I'm my gonna ass. get this rona wherever I can. No, I noticed that too, Anthony. I was like, oh, I guess we're back. All right, everything's we're all, we're back. all the way back. If we we're, are we're shaking, way hands. all the way back. All the barriers are down. Fuck it, it's fine. There's no variant. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh so okay. Anyways, yeah. back anyways, to we're done with the episode. <laughs> there had we had Ravona go talk to B15. Oh, that was my other question. Do you think Ravona wants to? find out who's behind this to get answers or is she wants to protect them from the Lokis now that she knows he's they're going after him my inclination is she knows the answers and is trying to protect it i don't uh, think she gives a shit about i think she knows and she doesn't want to like she's trying to play off like she's trying to figure it out but she's not yeah because she made it seem like know. she's being lied to as well and i couldn't figure out which i'm not all that intrigued by Ramona, not anymore no not anymore they were trying to do <laughs> something feel- with her and it just kind of fell flat I don't find her like if we never saw her character again, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah, I feel. I just don't I find her all that interesting. Thing. Yeah, she, I just I don't. Yeah, she's been in the middle and just kind of. I don't know. Yeah. All right, one more left, and then I don't know. Other stuff happens. Uh, in, then it's see. over, and then something else will start. Then up, we'll, right? Yeah, so. we'll get what if. In the meantime, listener, you can show your support for the show by buying some swag. Wear some summer things out. Visit our T Public shop, slash shop. Get a tank top if you got you know guns you want to show, or even if you don't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> There's tote bags, travel mugs. You can put hot liquid and have Rock Boy's face on it. Keep, no, keeping it hot, oh. hot and juicy. Uh, and uh, there's still face masks, lots of fun stuff, and there's always sales. You can get $13 t-shirts when they're on sale. Jockinner.com slash shop. Visit it now as we play some promos. We're going to come back and talk about Black Widow finally released in the theaters right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Big on America. Your organization's terrible. Hey guys, this is Jason Dutch with Dig on America Podcast, and I'm here with Big Hops. Do you have and to say your name so weird? How <laughs> you want me to say? <laughs> and I'm also here with Mikey Famine. The extruser pro- excuse oh. <laughs> it over. No, it's staying. No, it's staying the way it is, because this is the way the show is. <laughs> Dig on America here, we explore how American history, policies, and sometimes even our pop culture created the social and political issues facing Americans today. Uh, a little bit about us. I'm your resident brother of the league. <laughs> I we love America so much that I demand she be better through constant criticism and protest. Thank you. And uh, in your Obama voice, Mikey. I don't oh, like Obama. Of course you don't. You also don't like bathing and healthy meals. What Dig on America is, is it's a healthy criticism of a country. We <laughs> America's already perfect. You should know we're perfect just like my hands. 
Well, I mean, a lot of people might say that, but those people probably haven't gone to school or brushed their teeth today. So um, we're going to ignore them. But yeah, check out our show. It's unbeholden to any um, corporate overlords, except for Jay-Z, the Bilderberg Foundation. George Soros sponsored. George Soros. The Clinton Foundation. Absolutely. And uh, let's not forget Emotep. (laughs) (laughs) You can check out our website, digonamerica.com. You can check out all of our audio. We're on every single fucking audio podcast app there is out there. Pandora, Spotify, etc. Subscribe on YouTube. You can check us out on Twitch, Twitch twitch.tv forward slash doa podcast hopefully you'll listen to the show guys i won't go fuck yourself on america listener if you've been enjoying the show since 2015 maybe maybe you've been listening since 2015 that's how long we've been doing the show join our fan club visit jockandnerd.com slash patreon nerd. and for as little as three dollars a month support you will get bonus content an exclusive rss feed that has instant reactions bonus content post shows the shows come out early uh i'm still doing my loki instant reactions and i did a black widow instant reaction that was there i will continue for what if when that starts so you get fun stuff like that for everyone five dollars a month and over tier this comes with discord benefits you get access to our discord server where we are going to hang out we just decided anthony rocks we're gonna hang out every the last thursday of every month on the discord and it's just for our patrons to come hang out i'll have some stuff programmed we'll do stuff we'll talk about stuff you're all can interact bring with us. A beer. Bring all of, you got to do is or some kind of alcoholic bring drink yourself with you. and a beer and maybe a vape pen, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But this month, Thursday, July 29th, will be our Discord hangout. I will post. I can't make that. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> all right. Hey, but you guys That's can do fine. it. One of these will get Anthony on. Don't worry. <laughs> this one, Rugs and I, we did a test. It'll probably be the same people. And when we do it, L- Lollapalooza is that oh, weekend. Shit. And I am. One of my friends is coming in from out of town and wants to hey, go that that's Thursday, great. so I likely will go. Patreon, so we can watch the YouTube stream on Discord from home and look for Anthony. You, yeah, you can see me without my shirt on. <laughs> oh, like yeah, where, where, oh, no, we should wear the Jock and shirt. There he is, oh, shirtless. Right, right. Anyways, Thursday, July 29th. Painted on his body. Even, uh, yes. Somebody paint the logo on you. It would be fantastic. <laughs> look for uh, updates in the page from Patreon in the Patreon feed. And if you're not signed up, $5 a month, you want to join Sign up right now, jockinner.com slash Patreon. Okay, here we go. The big one, Black Widow. Here is our spoiler movie review. Here is our spoiler alert. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Prepare to be spoiled. <laughs> Boink. Uh, this Prepare to be spoiled. I'm excited to get our first Marvel movie since 2019. Spider-Man No Way Home came out. 2019 this movie was originally supposed to come out may 2020 yeah that's not that wasn't happening and uh now finally released this past week in theaters and on disney plus premiere access for 30 dollars on top of your eight dollar subscription this is the 24th mcu movie but the 27th mcu project overall now which you got to keep track of because of the tv shows because it's all connected. This is the ninth and I believe final, I believe it's the ninth and final appearance of Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow. We think. We think. This is on Rotten Tomatoes, 81% certified fresh. 
7 out of 10 average rating, audience score 92%. And now I should mention, a lot of people have mentioned on Rotten Tomatoes, they have a verified audience score, meaning you have to prove that you bought a ticket. I guess it still doesn't prove that you watched the movie, but you got to prove that you bought a ticket, at least from Fandango, to be able to. Fandango. So you're, they're trying, you know, you're not going to get any review bombing with this system, hopefully. Uh, the budget of this movie estimated 200 million. Here's where things get fun and interesting. So we talked about how they were anticipating what 60 to 90 million dollar opening. And then at one point, right before it came out, I saw an article that were like, $140 million opening projected. Oh, shit. I was like, all right, calm the fuck down. So this thing comes in domestic opening weekend, $80 million. Not bad. I think I predicted maybe 90 or 100. I'd have to look back. Yeah, it did come in a lot under people. I thought it was going to crap. But for the first time, Disney has released the money they made from the Disney Premier Access streaming sales. Which is crazy. Oh, they shit. never released this. They said they made $60 million. That's almost doubling the box office. But is, this is primarily U.S., but Disney is international. So I don't know how much of it is international. So now it muddies the water because if you count this, they've cracked $100 million opening weekend. First Absolutely. movie. You I know? Would. Right? Okay. So this is also. And I, in, if, if you think about it, they probably get to keep. I mean, they keep all that they money. They keep from all Disney. the sixty million. Yeah, oh, I didn't even think about that. But how Straight. long? How long, Ron? Do you the, do you get to keep the the stream? Thirty days. Thirty days. And so then you, it will be these, removed. These are all probably that's you know they're probably gonna trickle, but sixty million is probably gonna be like it that's might go up to like sixty five. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. Word of mouth. They may get a few more, but this is the main one. Like I had it ordered before it even fucking came out, right? So add to that. $78 million international opening weekend brings the worldwide box office, just the box office, $158 million. Total, now they're counting everything total. Total, this thing, including Disney Plus, makes $215 million oh, shit. opening Open weekend. weekend. That's pretty fucking good. It is this more than F9 opening. It is now the largest domestic opening since Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. In 2019, I found this cool chart. That has all the Marvel movies. If you click that link, opening weekend revenue of Marvel movies. Um, and this thing falls it, with everything, with the asterisks, that's pandemic. It falls right between uh, Doctor Strange and Ant-Man and the Wasp in terms of opening box office. It, it would have probably, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, this is an asterisk because it would probably be a lot higher. But if you add the $60 million, then it goes all the way up to just under Spider-Man Homecoming and above Iron Man. Correct. So this really, I like that they give this number, but boy, this got my head spinning because it muddies up all. Well, they they gave the out fucking... the number because they were definitely very pleased yeah. with the sixty million, and they also wanted to be like, this isn't just eighty million. Like they wanted right. to show that Marvel's still a thing, uh, which I, it is. Yeah, it's definitely still a thing. And I was yeah, because just... if they just left it at eighty million without any other discussion, then That's it would look like a disappointment. Exactly. Yeah, so. Uh, so it's interesting they because re- they never released these numbers. They haven't for any of the premiere access stuff in the past. Okay. Talent-wise, this movie directed by Kate Shortland. This is her first big-budget movie. Story goes, Scarlett Johansson saw her movie Lore um, and liked it so much that she had to talk her into directing. She Shortland had initially passed on the movie. 
And then over a bunch of Zoom conversations, Scarlett, who is a producer. All I want to do is zoom, 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 she, baby, so boom, boom. Scarlett is a producer on this. She uh, convinced Case Shortland to direct. It's written by Eric Pearson, screenplay, who wrote screenplay Thor Ragnarok, and story by Zach Schaefer, who wrote on WandaVision, and Ned Benson, and of course, starring Scarlett Johansson. Uh, and you have Florence Pugh, Rachel Weiss, David Harbour, Ray Winstone, Ever Anderson, Playing young Natasha, uh, Ot Fag Benley. I just reading the names because I love saying his name. <laughs> Ot is his first name. Ot. What is he? What, I, what is he in? I've heard his name a few times. I don't even know. Best known for Handmaid's Tale. It says, oh. uh, and that's really it. There's a movie called Max with three X's. I don't think it's porn. No. Ah, uh, Handmaid's Tale. He's done a lot of Handmaid's Tale. Oh, he's done music. That's where I've seen him. Oh, he played Mason, and uh, it's a great... Oh, that's where I've heard him. Excuse me. Are you thinking about OT Genesis? No. I don't know who that is. Uh, they got they William know. Hurt returning <laughs> as General Ross and... That's an Easter egg. Bunch of other <laughs> people. Um, Anthony, let's start it by this. Give me... Uh, let's go around first. I want to hear the theater experience before... You give us the plot, because I think you're the only one who actually went to the theater. I did. I went to the theater Thursday night. There was probably oh. 15 people there. But the theater I go to for these premieres is always empty. So that, that's no indication of what of if this was popular. But nice or not. enough room to spread out and not oh, feel yeah. Yeah, it was crowded. It's great, because you can just cool. literally walk up and buy a ticket. No one, no one goes to the Golf Mill Theater. <laughs> it is tra- so dead. Tra- is that a it's, trashy It is the most theater? dilapidated mall. Ah! ever the, the worst stores ever anyways yeah you gotta have a dive theater though like there's a charm to the well, it's dive an amc theater. though that's the best part it's oh. like you're still getting the amc experience run by high school kids yeah run by high school kids but Fucking it's kids. in a dilapidated mall oh i know like, about golf mill yeah yeah it's, it's bad. scary anyways so yeah i mean it's fine the theater experience okay. i it i chose to do it i there was a, a point though where i was like why am i gonna pay to go see a movie when i could watch it tomorrow for 30 bucks but there was two things number one the Marvel fan in me was like, I got to figure it. I got to find out what's happened. Like, yeah. I got to do it right now as soon as possible. Yeah. The bigger thing, though, was I was like, this movie will act like seeing it in the movie theater will make me pay attention more. Yeah. I, I have <laughs> noticed during you. the pandemic yeah. that I just look at my phone and go pee a lot. And, and I mean, and things. there's some great scenes that uh, would probably look great, you know, on a big screen. Uh, Rugs, yeah. where? How did you see it? I saw it on the plane. No, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it at home. I watched it on my TV. Me too. Like I thought I was going to go to the theater, but I prepaid. And then, like you wake up that morning, and I'm like, it's it's here. I could just watch it when I go to the theater. And I got to watch it again, you know, for the show. So, Anthony, what happens in Black Widow? So this movie is set sounds like right after Civil War, where Natasha is on the run, and she gets wrapped back into a past that she thought was done via her surrogate sister. Surrogate, would, be, would that yeah. be the word? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She gets family. wrapped back into her Black Widow past in the Red Room through her sister and finds out that the things she did to eliminate the Red Room are not were not successful, and they need to go back and, and get rid of the Red Room and kind of clear up the remnants of her past that are on her ledger to make her feel better. Yeah, we find out the red on her ledger. Your red, your ledger is must be dripping red. <laughs> we find I'm out. so proud of you, girls. <laughs> oh, that's great. Your what a horrible dad he is. You've killed 
so many people. <laughs> Good job, girls. Good job. And you, you are an Avenger. <laughs> did, did Captain America ask about me? You did good. You do good, David Harbour. Doing a do Russian a Dave, accent. Like, David Harbour didn't do a great accent, yeah. but but he does a great David Harbour doing an accent. It's yeah, fucking yeah. fantastic. Uh, okay, well, David Harbour, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was good. No, um, <laughs> you know what? I thought it was fine. I thought it was a a solid Marvel movie. I will say this. I think the movie... I watched two reviews prior to this, and I shouldn't have watched the reviews, oh, but I did. Okay. I watched one from John Campia and okay. one from Chris Stuckman. Okay. John Campia really liked it. Chris Stuckman didn't. Mm. Um, if I had to like pick who I leaned more towards, I would actually say I leaned a little bit more to Chris Stuckman in that, again, I think the movie's fine. I don't think there's anything really like too wrong with it. There's, you know, it's It's competently directed. There's some decent action. There's some interesting stuff at play. I just think that the the movie was just two or three years, maybe four years too late. Like mm. I just, I think making this and releasing this after we know that Natasha's dead in Endgame, yeah, um, and it being now like a two year break, I think that kind of hurts the movie because you know where this is all going, and it, yeah, it just bit. feels yeah. like a little out of place. Um, and then also, I like I mentioned, it's a, it's a solid movie. Like I laughed, I liked some of the action. But it's not a movie that I like watched and immediately like when I watch these Marvel movies, I go back and I watch them again. Yeah. And this was one of the first ones where I had really no desire to watch it again. And I kind of just like Rugboy kind of mentioned this earlier with the what if, but I am have a bigger I have like a higher bar now for Marvel. Yeah. And like them just meeting the bar it's at this enough. point is not enough mm. for me because I've seen, you know, twenty six other properties. Like I want to see different things and i want to see i want to see stories that are made that are like actually like riveting and not just like this was just felt like an adventure in her life that Mm -hmm. i didn't know Mm -hmm. if i really like by the end of it i was like i'm happy i met like florence Pugh's character i like david harbour's character but i really need to watch this movie to have any like i don't have any other takeaways from scarlett johansson i mean it it borders on is it necessary it's filling in holes yeah, but they're like but that, holes but that that's like, it. Yeah. I don't know. There was like there might have been more interesting holes to fill in yeah, rather than yeah. this story. Okay. Fair enough. So. Rugs, what's your take? Hmm. Well, at the end of the day, I wasn't like uh like pissed off at this movie. Yeah. Or like su- supremely disappointed, like in Wonder Woman eighty four, when I was like, "What the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> Who made this movie?" I was just more Not like, "Oh, here's Mar, here's Marvel fucking having absolutely no balls and playing it safe, doing Marvel and doing Marvel things yeah. like that are not very." Uh, I'm sorry, but to me, Marvel is the innovator, right? They fucking. They were the ones who were like, all right, let's make superheroes regular people with complex lives. Let's let the fucking actions and let's pe- let characters die. All of these things that they were they were ahead of their time and whatever. And now we're in the Marvel age of movies and they seem to be playing it so fucking safe and not, not safe in the way of let's protect the character integrity. They're playing it safe with like, let's not make anything that anybody make anybody uncomfortable. Let's not rock the boat. That is interesting. Yeah. You said that because how long can you be the innovator? Look at Apple. Hmm? I don't know. What do you mean by that? They, <laughs> no, Apple went from being the innovator <laughs> to like catching up to people and, uh, you know, copying right. other things. Sure. You can't same thing with Sony. Sony was a huge brand at one time. Where are they now? How long can you sustain that? 
Yes. And it'd be good. I don't know, but they did it for like they did it for uh, from the nineteen. <laughs> they did it for the nineteen like forties to the fucking the nineteen nineties without it without two uh, thousands without stopping. Yeah. So I mean, they were constantly doing shit. Uh, that was that's the reason why this universe exists because it was so successful. Yeah. yeah. So uh, why is it stopped now? I think you're looking at the mass market. You're looking at you know. People in suits, you know, yep. making decisions, yep. blah, blah, blah. I, I always go back to that. But I also feel like yet here's another r- place where they take a character and then they make her just one of a thousand black widows. Yeah. And <laughs> it cheapens the character. Yeah. And I feel like, oh, there's not what's special about Scarlett Johansson or 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 whatever her name is. What's her, what's her name? Florence Pugh as Yelena Bokova. Yeah. yeah. What's what's special about them? Like they're just. They're just but we, a bunch but of we people. But we knew that there was Black Widows, that she was just a Black Widow. Well, she's an Avenger, yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. so you'd think that because she's got some Stark tech. No, but they all have the fucking shit. Yeah. Like, they all, like, there's nothing, like, they all have the stingers. Yeah. They all have the, the black costumes. They all have the same. That th- was I thought all that, oh. from the Widow program. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's not even unique. Like, huh. Give them a cool, like, you know, give them something different, at least. Don't give them the same weapons. Like, I like that the Taskmaster had a, a a sword. And I was like, you've never seen a sword in Marvel before. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool, like a sword. Overall, like, the movie didn't anger me. I didn't really hate anything. The Taskmaster was the biggest letdown, and mm. not because they 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 swapped yeah. the gender. Yeah. No. that I didn't have a problem with that. Because the Taskmaster has a personality. Yeah, Taskmaster is kind of like... You know, he's talking shit. He's, he's, you know, whatever. And, and they made him like snake eyes, like, or made her. And not, not, the other thing is like, why did they have to do that where they made her into a woman, but they hid the fact that it was a woman? Like, let Taskmaster be a girl. It, then. it looks like a guy. I kept looking at like, the body the second why time. Why are they doing that? Like, what are they doing that for? I, like, well, that's so I think stupid. that was for the reveal to throw people off, yeah. obviously. They were but trying any- to make the reveal. Anybody who saw that foreshadowing knows it's going to be the daughter. Like, obviously, though, you know, I it mean, was, I knew yeah, that right it, away. Yeah, it was a little predictable. Yeah, I, I didn't really like I didn't really like that they made it the daughter because we have no real connection to the daughter yeah, or Drake. So it's off, not, really, it doesn't yeah. really make yeah. me, you know, sympathize or, or um, feel anything. And I agree with Ruggs. I, I thought Taskmaster was completely wasted. Such a cool villain. I think what happened when I was watching the film is they, I think when they were making the character and putting that character on screen, you know, obviously has the mimic abilities or she has the mimic abilities in this, but I think they were like almost, they were trying to figure out how to distinguish Taskmaster from Winter Soldier because I was getting a lot of like Winter Soldier vibes where he's like walking around where she's walking around in, in like just kind of a Terminator esque character. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they, they were, they really wanted, like they, they, didn't know how to like fully distinguish the character from Winter Soldier, so they they created this like female version where it's Drakov's daughter, and I just it for me it didn't ever it never really clicked because Taskmaster is such a a badass character. Maybe we'll see a, a much bad, more badass version of her later, but yeah, why yeah. I don't understand why they have to tie every character to the main character that they have just some kind of bad blood between them, like. I, they think that this, it's this poetic thing that happens, but it just seems so formulaic because when they do it in every movie, then it's not original anymore. It's like saying like, okay, every bad guy's got to be related to the, like, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. I just thought it was well, stupid. And then also because of the MacGuffin of the Red Dust, it kind of, there's no real climactic end battle because 
she, she, you know, she doesn't want to hurt these people, so she's not really going to do anything. And you're waiting for this big battle between her and Taskmaster, and it doesn't happen because she's. Let's break. Let's break into some of this, okay? So, um, Scarlett Johansson is a Russian spy. All right, she's been trained by the Red Room to kill ever since she was a kid. Like since she and was. So she's killed so many people. Yes. But when she want and so now she's beating up herself over this this daughter being collateral damage, right? All right. They literally avalanche an entire prison full of people. <laughs> nope. Nobody gives a shit. People are dying in the streets. There is chasing. Nobody cares. But this girl, who's the daughter of this guy who created this uh, thing, she's collateral damage. And I understand that's bad. But what about all the other collateral damage? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, it was just weird to try to establish some kind of feeling of of morality here or like ethics it just it was her very murky. To clear her well, background they did, i don't remember what movie but i think it was might have been avengers where loki brings up Drakeoff's daughter so yes, there is a it was in the first avengers there is a yes. tie yep. there but i i agree it, it just didn't fully click for me as well well and you know we find out what the budapest event was also that they you know hawkeye mentioned in the past uh real quick uh, well, yeah let me say something real yeah. quick on that and this is an idea i heard on a review on the internet but I think they told the wrong story. Oh. I think they should have told the Budapest story. Yeah, because we see briefly in a flashback this big event that they've been talking about. You see it for three seconds. Right. And and the climax of that Budapest story is her killing Drakov yeah. and her daughter, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that and if that was the build up, like you, you had an entire movie where they're in Budapest, they're hunting Drakov, they can't find him, they're going all these missions, blah blah blah. And at the end, there's this moral dilemma where she has to kill the daughter of this guy yeah, to get him to make sure that the guy's dead. Yeah. Okay, now that is something like okay, that's like a different movie that we've never seen before. We've never seen a Marvel character like put in a situation like that where they have to like it's like a gray area, right? Yeah, and like yeah. and and after that, like she makes that decision, she kills, and now we have like a bigger appreciation for Black Widow's character moving forward. We're like this character, like. To get become an Avenger had to kill a kid, and like that would totally change your perspective. So, on Black Widow. That, Whereas this story yeah. doesn't. It's just like an adventure in Black that Widow. That would have life. been like her origin movie, her origin right. of become from being a, an assassin to becoming an Avenger. I think that they didn't want to do anything with Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, because Jeremy Renner, and then they didn't, they didn't want, want a guy in the movie to be. They didn't want a guy in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. They did not want a guy to. to, to Take any of the shine off, right? Of, uh, right. Scarjo, yep, yep, yep. Um, and they wanted to, they wanted to pass the baton to Florence Pugh. So, yeah, obviously they wanted to do that. I'll tell you what. Overall, I did really dig the movie. It, it's a solid, decent movie. I really enjoyed the action. I enjoyed the humor. Um, but I did. I was like, this one's for the ladies. It's got great female badass characters. I believe it would pass the Bechdel test. Am I wrong? Uh, there's I don't, se- even know, I don't even know what the rules. Well, the basic the, the basic premise is. being there's several the, there's a scene where two women are talking, but then they're, they're not talking about a guy or the guy subject. And there's a lot of scenes in this movie where there's women talking and they have their own agency, and it's not about well, somebody is, else. Well, isn't this though this movie? I mean, to that point though, isn't this movie about a guy controlling women it and is. them not having agency? It's about child trafficking. Yes. It's all about so this dude child. not? Yeah, maybe, I don't maybe know not. the rules of the Bechdel test. Maybe not. Like it, 
I mean, if the whole entire point of the whole entire plot is driven by getting this guy, then anything they talk about gonna is going to be about okay, so the guys. Right? No, it doesn't. Yeah, so the, maybe it doesn't. the movie revolves around getting Drake off, who's Drake controlling okay, women right. and making them I'm have wrong. no agency. You're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I don't know that. But I don't care. I don't. I'm not. Yeah, I don't understand the rules either. I, but I mean, like, but I could see like the young girls loving this, like twelve year old girls. This yeah, is like sure. their fucking hero. I thought the chemistry was great. The fucking humor was great. The forgiving your family. The themes of family. Uh, was was also good. I, I enjoyed. I I I really enjoyed Florence Pugh. I think she uh, has yes. a ton of charisma on screen. I loved her. I, it was hilarious. I great timing. Her yeah. and David Harbour kind of stole the movie for I me. Would agree. Uh, I love Florence. I love Yelena making fun of the superhero pose and the whole the thing with the vest. And she's like, I knew you thought it was cool. Look at all these pouches. <laughs> it's just super funny. It's just like why you, why do you do this with your hand in your hair? And the leg. Why you do the, hand, <laughs> okay. the hair flip like, thing where you land poser. like this and you do a pose like I, this? I love that she was obsessed with cool ways to die. She's like, oh, this, this would be a, cool a cool. And she's like, this is not a cool way to die. So funny. <laughs> so let me just get into the plot real quick here. So get into it. So she, uh, Florence Pugh, what, are, what is she in the name? Yelena. Yelena gets Yelena. deprogrammed right in the beginning. So yep. Yolanda gets deprogrammed, then she's like, oh, I got to get this shit to my sister or whatever, yeah. because she's an Avenger. Yes. Right. But at the same time, she's on the run because she's on the Sokovia and she doesn't. And then they so she sends this stuff to her sister into the Budapest thing. And then Mason and then brings hoping, it, hoping to get some help. And then she shows up and then they fight in her apartment for like 20 minutes. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Like, why are you guys fighting already? It was an odd intro to them. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, yeah. it was very much like you were looking for each other. I thought this was unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, I was like, eh, whatever, but I don't know. I thought that was very odd. It was and odd then, because if you put it on paper, it makes no sense. Why would you send the antidote to your to your sister? And then she brings hope, it, asking for help and then fight your sister. And then she, why would she want to kill you? Why right. would your sister want to kill you? Yeah, I don't know. You, right. And then she you brings know, it know. back and she's like, You brought it back? She goes, I don't know what this is. What do you, I don't know what to do with this thing? Uh yeah, I didn't know. And then the second thing yeah. that bothered me yeah. about the story, yeah, not the prison break. That was a great scene. The, the the helicopter getting shot by a thousand and people and happens. nobody ever getting hurt. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that, you know, that's fine. Like that happens in Rambo. Like you know, nobody yeah. gets shot. Yeah. Whatever, everybody misses. It shot through it, so it's not hitting but anything important. Th- the thing that I was like, I thought that was really unnecessary and weird, was they go to the mother's house. Who's still she's creating? Yep, yep. She's still working for the bad guy. Yeah, and she somehow is in on them swapping e- each other and uh, this unnecessary swap. Well, it oh, was get into the base. It was a fake betrayal plot. Yeah, that was that didn't play that, well. I, that confused me the first time too. I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck's it going on? It wasn't smart. It wasn't smart. It was like forced. Well, and Drakoff smells her right away and knows that it's not Melina. Well, wait, just wait till no, we- no. He he's faked out because he that was the intent to have Melina to have Black Widow as Melina yeah, in there. Yeah, but Drakoff. Uh, no, but he that's the that was the the he Melina, Black Widow was supposed to be in there. Oh well, see, I think there's more to Melina uh, than we're thinking. I don't know if she's a good person or what her. Oh, no, I think is. she's definitely a good. I mean. It I, for me it doesn't make sense because she's still working for Dracov yeah. and then all of a sudden her her fake family comes back and she's like okay you know what this is the turning point I'm for me to become this. a good person yeah 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 
Well, but everything worked out for her. So it was a little convenient for Melina. Like everything works out for her. I think she knew what was going to happen. I don't know. But then she, why wouldn't she tell everybody the plan? Well, and it's suspicious that she only had one <laughs> earpiece and she just gave it to, I love when David Harper is like talking and she's like, you don't have an earpiece. And he's like, why? And he's rubbing his ear. He's like, I don't. I, I did. I did legitimately laugh out I, I laughed i like smirked during florence Pugh stuff but i was laughing a lot during oh harbor harbor it's hilarious he is so funny like they're like where's the red room and he pauses and he goes i have no idea ah, oh my god i love when she's like they go he's like we I mean, he's like we don't have enough fuel for saint petersburg he's like it's okay it, we'll it, make and then it. the next shot is okay. it just falling out of the sky <laughs> no, i love when florence Pugh is like they go in there and they chop out your ovaries they just go in they chop them out and the and you, he's and just like he's like he's what does like, he say he's like you don't have to be so, so clinical. clinical and nasty she's like okay i was gonna start talking about fallopian <laughs> tubes but all right it was so surprise. i mean so good like chemistry. marvel always has humor in there but it was this was good humor it actually they worked were, they were hitting like yeah, yeah. They, the timing on some of that stuff was pretty funny it wasn't cheesy and it was like it was comedic it was actually oh, that good. was yeah. actually kind of enjoyable they did it a little bit much here and there yeah they i always felt like they, yeah but uh it was a cut above the normal jokes. Let's talk about the opening. They do kind of a James Bond style cold open and you fill in holes of Can, her Let me comment background. on that. Yes. That opening. So I watched the opening and then you have the opening credits. Yes. And you can say what you want about them doing a, a, a female Trent Reznor. Oh, it's Nirvana uh, cover. It's Nirvana. Nirvana it's cover. fine. The cover but is fine. That opening with the, the way they styled the title credits and all that. I was like, oh, this is a different Marvel movie. Like I've never seen it. Like feel like this, story and then the there. rest of the movie is like a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that felt different because they're they're setting the up opening. The story. I felt, comple- felt completely different. I was like, this is a new like this is exactly what I want to see. I want to see Marvel diving into different genres, and just like I said, with the credits like flickering in and out and like slow like. I was like, this is completely different. But then the rest of the movie is kind <laughs> it's of Marvel. Marvel. It's very there. Jason yeah. Bourne or like Mission Impossible spy. Uh, fleshing out this well, story. It was a lot more, um, like in the beginning, it was kind of like a little bit more brutal, right? Like you had kids being like taken away yeah, from their yeah, families, yeah. and like I don't know, it just felt a little more like grounded, I guess. And not like Winter Soldier grounded, just like a different tone. And then, like I said, it just and then it becomes, Marvel especially movie. at the end, it becomes very Marvel. I-, I think it's far more ominous to have. Um, the red room like be like in an old broken down like warehouse somewhere that's shut off from the rest of the world. That would have made more and sense. When, and when you put it up in like a, a helicarrier in, in in whatever and make it into like space chicks that like fight the space spies, mm. that's kind like, of James just, Bond, but it, like bad silly James Bond. Yeah, it just kind of does it. It it takes that edge out. It makes yeah. it more like a GI Joe or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. nobody noticed this giant fucking space guy base in the fucking sky, really, really. That's how they escaped radar, and apparently. they just break it, and then it it crashes. Well, okay, and that's my <laughs> other uh, nitpick: is how many people died to their falling to their death, and how did they fall from the sky and survive? Oh, there's just tons of dead people, and there was moments where there's that one scene where uh, Natasha yeah, but falls. All the dead people, yeah. This is gonna. This might get me in trouble. All the dead people, <laughs> yeah. Are men, so oh, it's okay. There you go. All the women got away. <laughs> I mean, remember they all got the antidote and they all were yeah, able to get no, away. Yeah, no, the widows were fine. They're safe. It's as long as the men die. 
It was the men guards who are like falling from the sky and still have one mission to shoot and fire. But there was that one fall. Natasha fell and she hit several things on the oh, way yeah, down was... and landed on her feet. She would have had a broken back. She doesn't have there powers. Was, there the was definitely that. I mean, the, the freaking when when Taskmaster shoots the arrow oh, yeah. underneath the car and explodes. Oh, yeah, she's and dead. It, it flips on its on its uh, and then top into and then the goes subway. down the yeah, subway. That's so and they both walk out and they're so, like, I'm like, so contrived. I'm like, this isn't Captain America. What are we doing here? It just conveniently goes right down the stairs. It's perfect. But like at this point, I was that that was a point where I was like, there was a little point of me where I was like, is Marvel jumping the shark here? Or like they going fast and furious. We're just like, even the humans <laughs> are like soup. Like even the humans that are clearly established as hu- just human are now superhuman. Yeah, like, they can no. just walk away from crashes. Well, this was about family. It, yeah, it's about okay. family time. <laughs> So that's why. <laughs> there you go. If it's about family, you, you can survive be everything. She should have been yeah. dead several times in this Natasha, movie. Natasha, I have to ask you something. <laughs> did, did he ask about me? I love that. The first time he sees her, all he wants to know is that Captain America asked about He could have never fought Captain America. That's another thing. Never did. Yeah, so he he, never was did. he lying or was there maybe another he Captain was, he, Secret Captain America no, in the 80s? Potentially, but he, I mean, the, the Steve Rogers we know was never right. around. He that's, was just, that's why he breaks that one guy's arm great. and he calls yeah, him out. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I thought the prison break scene was fucking fantastic. Like that, the action beats, the chase scenes, the car scenes, uh, they're pretty good. Even some of the stuff at the end, and then it gets kind of like silly and CGI. And another thing is, if they could speak perfect English, why do why they have, have accents, accents now? Her? Okay, I had that same thought. If the little girl and David Harbour, sometimes in the in the flashbacks, he didn't have an accent, and now he does. Yelena didn't have an accent when she was little. Well, I, I'll explain. I think I can explain this. It's because they were only in in, in Ohio for three, three years. years. It was a and then short the time. rest of their lives they've been in Russia. So yeah, training. I think maybe just the old the old way of speaking. So why doesn't back. Natasha have a fucking accent? Well, she doesn't. She's been an Avenger for an X amount uh, of time. Sure, now. whatever. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, just, just go. I mean, I, I what the another thing I was thinking throughout the movie is because it's clear Yelena or uh, Florence Pugh's character Yelena yeah. will be in several Marvel properties yeah, moving yeah, forward. Yeah. I, I think they're going to put a big push behind her, and I was already like, let's see the evolution of her accent and when this eventually goes away, <laughs> well, like similar to what they did for, with Wanda. Florence Pugh is good though, and I think she will be consistent. Like she's she's English. I mean, she's a great actress. Yeah, she's fantastic. So and that accent was was dope. Like she's English, I believe, or she has an English accent. She's, yeah, yeah, English. Yeah. So she, I think, no one they cast is rush actually Russian. No, or American, all British. That's the thing. Ray Winstone being cast as the leader of a Russian yeah. gang is just such a bad casting. Yeah, that was. Bad. What is he? What like was he? Uh, oh, he, he was in the Departed he, and Sexy. He's like piece Scottish. Pale, oh, he's Scottish or something, or like he, really brogy English. You know, and his vibe throughout the movie was kind of like. I felt like Italian mobster. Kind it was of real skeevy on. though. He's he's all up in her face. He's very well. That, sleazy. That's fine, but I, yeah, I didn't. Him being Russian was like yeah. He just didn't. Well, it, that didn't work for me. And his accent, I didn't know what that. I couldn't. Was that in Russian accent? I didn't even know what he's, <laughs> how he was speaking. Get her. Well, with Get her. talking about Drakov, let's talk about the other convenient MacGuffin, the pheromonal lock he has placed on the widows. Oh yeah, that's another what crazy. Pretty, very contrived but effective uh, last just, defense. Just get I mean, out of, just shoot him from another room. Yeah, you, what if you don't <laughs> smell him? What if you just put out a mask or like a fucking plug well, your nose? They they were able also to cap like access a part of the brain with the pigs. What they, they were the where they were doing with humans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were controlling. But um, can you sever your nerve like that by just smashing? I, your I actually head in? that part where she breaks her fucking nose. Yeah. I like. 
I think I was like, oh shit. I expect to see someone break their freaking nose in a Marvel movie well, it was like great that, especially a woman. Because she was trying to get him to do it and she goes, yeah, you weren't strong enough, unfortunately. I'm going to have to do this myself. And slams her head and sever the nerve. And, and she's just walking around it. with a crooked nose for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and then she like pops it back in. And I think they were doing the whole like, well, I think it, it might be from the comics. I'm not 100% sure, but I think they were trying to get at like women overcoming a man, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. controlling them, right? Mm-hmm. Like an over overbearing pers- a man, basically. Oh, you like, got I, this that is definitely from a this woman. movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think they beat you Was over the head. Was that in here? I don't remember. Is that in this movie? I don't <laughs> well, catch I, I mean, it. I don't know. Imran goes, I think this movie passed the Bechdel test. Oh, I was wrong when I started <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah. I think this movie really wasn't about men controlling Listen, women. Oh, is really, It's a better female-led movie than the Captain Marvel, that's for sure. I did like this more than Captain oh, yeah. Marvel. A lot, a lot more than Captain Marvel. Uh, so th- It was more pleasing to me in many ways i think because it, it reminded me of a jason Bourne type movie it reminded me of like uh like an action film yeah, it wasn't it was like very this jason Bourne. so those the action beats the scenes were good. yeah it definitely didn't apologize for being like act like it it was it wanted to be action all the time and then the post credit scene uh which comes at the very 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 end you see yelena at the grave of natasha it's very sad you know what's funny is uh, TBS was playing Infinity War Endgame, and just recently, in between the watchings of the movie, I watched the scene where she dies, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, but we get her. <laughs> is that what you said? I laughed. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Oh, oh look, this is it. This is <laughs> oh the. My god. Oh my god, this is the last." Time. I wasn't expecting she's this, mo- this to happen in this movie. Oh, she's gonna sacrifice. Uh, it was just it, nice to see that, and then watch this, uh, and then you know you see where she gets the vest and her blonde hair from Infinity War, all that. But the post credit scene, she's there at the grave. Valentina, Contest, Contessa Valentina, Julia Louis-Dreyfus shows up from Seinfeld and gives her her next mission. And she goes, how, how would you like to get revenge for the death of Natasha? And on the iPad is a picture of Clint. Oh, shit. Clint Barton. So she's definitely going to be great be, if it was a picture of, of Jay Peterman. Jay Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got an old birthday cake I can swap out. I ate the cake. Jake Peterman, <laughs> Peterman's Adventures. Uh, but she's definitely going to be in the Hawkeye movie uh, show. How much? I don't know. She may be one of the people gunning for him during the show. You know, I, I, I did. I found that to be odd. What yeah. Is, like, why would? Why would? Uh, They're setting up. Why could she be like? Why, how could she be duped into thinking Hawkeye killed? Yeah, she, you think she'd be smarter than that? He's an Avenger. Right. And she And it's not like everybody saw that they saved the fucking world and brought everybody back. Yeah, and it's not like um I don't know, it's not like we we've seen anything to to suggest that there was some like people are like, "Oh, like how did like none of the Avengers are when Hawkeye comes back in that movie are like, "Oh, did you kill her?" Yeah, they didn't think he like, like no one's questioning. Her. Right. So then why would why would Val be like, "Oh, well, this is the guy." She's putting together a team and she's has nefarious reasons i don't know yeah. she just wants to is cause th- is it gonna be the thunderbolts you think thunderbolts or dark Avengers? it could be dark avengers Perhaps, or yeah. thunderbolts uh but but right now the team would be yelena and and u.s and, agent uh, u.s agent yeah, yeah that's all we know that she has uh what about abomination oh abomination Perhaps, could yeah. be in there we'll see what happens we, with him maybe the taskmaster so maybe they do the thing they did with nick fury in the beginning and now you have contessa valentina collecting people at the end of these movies 
Looks like what oh, they're doing. Another thing about the Taskmaster, that's Olga Karlyenko. Yes. James Bond girl. She is an actual James she Bond did girl. Not, she's, act, she's an actual actress that's been in lots of movies. They should have really gave her did a nothing. line. Yeah, they should have gave her some lines. Yeah, maybe so just just have a fucked up face and look crazy. Okay, so let's take that into some Easter eggs and some of the kind of so some of the things. Master. Yes, I was too. But there's they can still save it anyway. So the prologue happens. Uh, the beginning of the movie happens 1995, which is around the same time Captain Marvel happens. So I don't know that there's crossovers there. And like you said, the main movie happens 2016, right after Civil War. The girl played young Natasha. I thought she looked a lot like Scarlett Johansson, but she also looks like another actress. And there's a reason. She is the daughter of Amila Jovovich and director oh, Paul W.S. Anderson. She looks a lot like Mila Jovovich. Yes. So even more I, so. I, I thought it was dude. I thought it, I thought it was a boy at first. Oh, really? <laughs> you know what's funny about that? My mom watched the movie and yeah. she goes, like in the beginning of the movie, she's like, oh, that little blonde girl, that's Scarlett Johansson, right? I'm like, no, it's the girl with the uh, blue hair. Yeah. She's like, that's a girl? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that, that's a girl, ma. <laughs> okay yeah, it so, took me a, it took me a second to real like to, oh they he came home and said oh how are the girls doing i'm like oh <laughs> so it confused both oh. uh puppet and uh older people and an old and an old and an, filipino, an old woman. filipino woman so yeah. there's look into that marvel you're missing something or maybe maybe in this era you don't you don't want to have a any defined characteristic you want just everyone to look kind of ambiguous sure there's nothing wrong with that she's got fun i just hair. think that the haircut and the hair color threw me the off blue. maybe yeah. it, and the clothes i have a quick side note you about know. this i was in line for a concert on saturday and this girl in front of me was like eating food and you can't like bring food into the place and we, I, we were giving her shit or whatever and i go you look more suspicious when you're in the boys line eating food like and we're about to walk up and she goes that's kind of weird of you to assume my <laughs> my identity like that my gender i'm like uh -oh. I don't know what to say to this. Uh oh, she was like kind of joking, but I was like, "Oh, this is a thing. Like, I can't just assume your gender." No, Anyways, not anymore. Keep it going. Yeah, <laughs> you can't assume that shit anymore, no matter what your eyes tell you. I mean, uh, she was a, look like a girl, me. <laughs> Other Easter eggs. Wearing a bra, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we can call whatever. It. All right, keep going. Yeah. Easter eggs. We talked about how uh, Red Guardian said he fought Captain America in the eighties. Maybe it's another secret cap. Here's the thing with Taskmaster. In the comic books, like you guys said, he has personality. He's a dude with photogenic memory. His name is Anthony Masters, right? Tony Masters. Great name. Her name is Antonia. Her first name. Yeah. So Antonia, they went with the name, but Anthony Masters, Taskmaster. All they had to do was the Red Room be like, oh, I hired this guy, Tony Masters, to take care of my business. And then just introduce the regular fucking, you ain't got to shoehorn the daughter in there. It could have been. I mean, I don't have a problem being a girl. It's just... A little too I think you can still. I, I think it was the subterfuge of making it look like a dude when it's not. It's I think it was stupid, and the fact that they don't let let the character have a persona. Yeah, let him talk. Yeah. There, so people are like they pulled a Mandarin on this. I still think you can bring Taskmaster back in some fashion. I don't want it to be a one and done. I was disappointed that I'm like, oh fuck, you burned the Taskmaster already like that, and you really didn't see. Like the beginning fight with him and Black Widow, you're like, oh shit, like yeah. he's doing the same shit as Black Widow. Yeah. That's cool. But then you didn't really, you know, you got some teases of him and Red Black Guardian, Panther but he's fighting and, an old fat man, so. Well, no, I'm saying you got some teases of like Black Panther and Air, like Hawkeye, but there's so much you can do with a character that he knows little, everyone's Yeah, moves. he swung around like Spider Man a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't that. No. For a character as cool as Taskmaster, yeah. that wasn't that cool. 
So that dude Mason, Rick Mason, is a character from the comics. He's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, mostly remembered for being the son of Phineas Mason, who is the tinkerer in the comics. Uh, the people called the Guardian Red Dynamo a number of times, like getting the wrong... Crimson Dynamo. Crimson Dynamo. Sorry, getting the wrong name. But the Crimson Dynamo is an Iron Man villain we have seen in Iron Man 2. Anton Vanko, Mickey Rourke was his son. He was the the younger Vanko, who kind of was a little Crimson Dynamo. They combined Crimson Dynamo yeah, and with Whiplash. The whiplash, right. So maybe we'll still get a Crimson Dynamo. Uh, we also mentioned in Avengers, Loki does say, you have mentions the Red and her ledger and the D- Drakov's daughter. And also the thank you for your cooperation line. She says to him, she said to Loki from Avengers. And we find out she helped Steve break people out of the raft with that Quinjet she gets at the end from fucking Mason. Uh, so that was kind of cool that in between. What I didn't understand is when Ross comes... And he's and he's rolling up on her, and she's the only one there. And then it just cuts to two weeks later. What the fuck happened? Yeah, that was weird too. Why did he call? Why did I, I, at first I was like, she's calling Ross to clean up the resident yeah, mess. Yeah, but they're all but dead. Drakov's yeah, dead. dead. Everybody's dead. So I don't know. And then where, how did she get away? Did she cut a deal? Did she go look? I just brought down the red room. Yeah, I Can think that's the way. The only way you could look at it. She just kind of snuck out and be like, "Take this. We we did you a solid." Yeah, uh, yeah I, I I expose this terrible agency. Now let me go. Give me like a head start. Yeah, give know. me. Yeah, I guess it I was know, it was unclear. Uh, and then I did want to talk about a little bit of how you guys think this will set up the future, even though it's a prequel. What are some things you want to see again? Like, uh, oh, another Easter egg is the premise of this. You know, the secret spy Russian family is very similar to the TV show The Americans on FX, but also it's a real fucking thing. Oh shit. <laughs> Which is the TV show is based on actual Russian spy families in the U.S. They're probably out there but, now. Yeah, I just one of those things is like when to lose your accent, like to have no accent is so hard to do. Yeah. There's people that have been here for years yeah. that can't lose their accent. Yeah, like my mother. <laughs> and, yeah. and they've got they got that and then they somehow went backwards. I just I just thought that was very frustrating. It was inconsistent but, and confusing. Yeah, but um I don't know like the Russian spy families. I mean, we've seen that uh, throughout multiple movies. The sleeper agents, yep, right? Yeah, we've seen yeah. that. I don't think Scarlett Johansson should come back. I think they should pass the baton to Yelena. She, what right? if it's a scroll? What if a scroll bring comes? She's back as a scroll. Well, mm, I think Yelena I, should be the widow maybe. that's in the Avengers. Yes. Yeah, I want to see fucking David Harbor more of him. Although now in present time, he's going to be even older and chubbier. I just feel like what a waste of a character. You have this guy who's like kind of like super strong and whatever, and they just lock him up in jail. I know. And he yeah, has he's Captain strength. America. Yeah, he's yeah. jumping and flipping things. And uh, do, Anthony, would you want to see, I don't know what you do, a TV show? I want to see more David Harbour as Red Guardian. He was great. I want to see, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely want to see Florence. Florence Pugh, they have big plans for, as I mentioned earlier, and I definitely enjoyed her character and, and her charisma on, on screen enough to be like, yeah, let's definitely see more of that. Um, David Harbour, I'd love to see him again in his terrible Russian accent, fade in and out from being an American to a Russian accent. You know, with Yelena, they can be like, you don't know what side she's on, that gray area. She's working with Contessa. Is she going to be a good guy, a bad guy, someone they got to turn? She, it, it was good for me because they both were you know fresh new characters yep. that I've never seen yep. before. It almost felt like, I mean, Scarlett Johansson is, is is good as Black Widow, but it almost seemed like 
she was upended because oh. her character doesn't have like the most interesting okay. things to do or say. Yes. Whereas Florence Pugh and David Harbour are like much more funny and so new. that was something I was thinking. Let me ask both of you guys this. Does this does this have the Black Panther effect? Because T'Challa in that movie becomes the least interesting character in that movie. I think this suffers a little bit from that, but I, I think I agree. I think yeah, so. I would agree with. Just, I would agree not, with that. I don't think I think, not as much as Black Panther. I would agree with that. I don't think it's as much as Black Panther, yeah, but yeah. I do agree that this, her, her character got sidelined a little bit, which is a little bit odd because this is called supposed Black to be like her. Not only like that movie's called Black Widow, her but it's solo. like a, it's like her swan song yeah. movie. Oh yeah, that too. Which is why it should have came out if it came out like in real time between. Infinity it should have come War? out after Civil War. Oh, it would have been fine. And Civil War would have been fucking fantastic. And if you go back and watch this in order, like after Civil War, and you watch this, it makes a lot of sense, just like Rogue One into Star Wars, you know? Um, also, for the future, Valentina, Dark Avengers, we talked about that, Thunderbolts. Here's my other question. What happens to all the other widows? She gives Yelena the disc with the location of all... There's tons of widows all over the world that need to be deprogrammed. They gotta make more of the red juice, of course. There's always serums. Like, there was this blue juice in the fucking Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This one's got red juice. It's always about the juice. But there's those widows have, are out there. I, maybe that's the Yelena Widow movie is her freeing them. The Widow Army? The Widow Army. They could do that. There's too many of them. There's a lot, there's there's a lot of them. They're everywhere. There's a lot of them. Like when he when he brought up that menu of like all of these, I'm like, this is too many widows. They should be like maybe maximum twenty. As many like many that's widows. It. There's as many widows as there are Spider Mans in the multiverse. I know it's like what a dance lot like this. Not like this. <laughs> oh, go shit. Okay, gang, let's rate and rank the movie. I put in the notes. The last time we ranked the MCU, April 2019, it was right before Endgame came out. So there's only. It's a little behind. There's only 21 movies on here. Yeah. So just for reference, Anthony, let's start with you. Give me a number, and where does this movie fall for you? I'm going to go with a 6.5. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. So um, where does it fall in the lit? i actually pulling up my letterbox. Right oh, now, there so you I go. I can tell you where oh, I have okay. it. Oh, okay. I have it number 16 out of 24 oh, movies. Wow. This is right around Ant-Man and the Spider-Man movies. Okay. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's like it's just a middle road middle, movie. It's not not the worst, not the best. It's above it's a little middle mid-road. above middle. I'm a, and middle of the road, but like on the lower end, middle of the road because again, I've I've I want I'm expecting more from Marvel at this point. Okay, rugs number. Uh, I will also go six point five. I did like the action in this movie a lot. I just I felt like it, it as a black widow movie it made black widow like le- less interesting and that's not a good thing for your movie to do but as i said it did not make me freak out i wasn't like at wonder woman 84 like being like what the fuck is this movie i was just like oh okay it was a good action film and i would probably watch it again maybe in a year after i forgot about it so i watch it again with new eyes but um it was just good yeah uh, i would probably put it uh definitely ahead of captain marvel yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe like right up against Spider-Man Homecoming, I would say it may probably be middle of the pack, like somewhere in the 1314 area. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. This has many female leads. I was like, in normal circumstances, this movie should make a billion dollars. And 
unlike the Captain Marvel, which is like a completely new character, this is someone that's been around for years. So it's going to be interesting to see this box office now. The one thing that Captain Marvel has and going for it, this is better it, though, than Captain Marvel, is that it, there was no other story of, of of this character, so it was she it was, was, it was like all focus. fresh, yeah, yeah. So so we already huh. seen like Black Widow throughout the years, so it, it wasn't the novelty wasn't there. Okay, so. I am going to give it a seven and a half. I I really enjoyed the the humor, the chemistry. I think the action is. Uh, like slightly better than average. I was surprised, but it does suffer from everything we talked about is that it is a, it's a hole filler. <laughs> it's uh, you put it in the hole. It's super formulaic. It's kind of formulaic. It's safe. It fills in stuff nicely that ties into other things. But as the, as the swan song for Natasha, I don't know, a little disappointing, but I, I, I agree with you guys. I would put it somewhere in the middle around Ant-Man, you know, uh, around the Ant-Man and Spider-Man and Avengers Age of Ultron-ish. Better than Captain Marvel, though, which is what was my, one of my big comparisons, but that one was more focused, so. Eh. It's 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 solid. It's solid, safe Marvel. It's, it's a couple of years too late. It's very late, and I'm now, I'm more excited for the movies that push things forward, like the Shang-Chi and the fucking Spider-Man and Eternals. Let's move forward again, uh, and we'll, it'll be fun. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, news from the nation, everybody. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. (laughs) It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Nothing beats the original. Rugs flatulence. Bro, Anthony did a great job last week, though. Oh, I gotta listen. To yeah, that. it was amazing. Yep. Uh Sion. I've been practicing. Yeah, he was he was practicing all week just for the fart for news for the nation. It's oh, fantastic! Uh, listener and Facebook. This is where I'm reading comments from Facebook group. Here's a bunch of comments about Black Widow. Sion King. I think that's how you say his name. Sion. See, uh, Sean King says I had a lot of fun watching this movie, but was really confused when she turned on the tracker so Ross could find her at the end. What was the purpose of it? Seemed like a completely unnecessary plot point. Did anyone actually understand what was going on there? Yeah, that was some weird and clunky. But she just slipped by. Justin Zwerner asked a very important question. Was there a Spider-Man trailer? Anthony? No. 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 So that makes me think they're going to wait till fucking Venom to put out this trailer. Or it's coming out December. So like November, late September. We'll see. December? It's coming out in December. No, I don't think they'll wait till September. I think we're going to get it any anytime Soon? now. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Geek Boner. Usually six months out. Yeah, but they're doing like three months out now. Because there's so much shit. They, that's true. We have two Shang-Chi trailers. That's coming out in a few months. Anyways, Ron Han said, fun addition to the MCU about middle of the road Marvel for me. My main issue with it is that it's about seven years too late. Many of the aspects that capped off the movie, where where is Taskmaster? What about all the other brainwashed widows? Have not have any interaction in recent movies. Had this happened in the correct spot in the timeline, they could have put small Easter eggs to hint at this stuff. Overall, pretty fun movie, though. Uh, Logan Janice from Mostly Superheroes podcast and the crew over there. What's up, Mostly Superheroes? Logan says, watch this between Civil War and Infinity War, and you'll be just fine. Not a great standalone movie by any means. Confusing for newer MCU fans. MCU diehard should enjoy this one. 
action-packed ride that I enjoyed very much. That's uh, what do you think? Can you go into this just watching this alone? It would probably, I think, it would be confusing. It's a good point. A little bit, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you you kind you you'd have to have a, like at least a knowledge of Black Widow. But I think the story on its own is you would get it is kind of on. You its own. You just wouldn't get like the Easter eggs or wherever, whatever she her situation. If they would have built up the Red Room a little bit better. It would stand on its own. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jess Rivera, does Red Guardian saying he fucked Cap at 8384 mean Cap was off doing some USSR busting with Peggy? Ooh, hot. Geek boner. I don't know what that question means. Jeff Chapman, moving <laughs> on. Uh, Jeff Chapman says, it was okay. The movie probably should have came out 10 years ago. They could have shown more of her backstory. I was expecting better hand-to-hand combat. Like in Winter Soldier, I give it a C. Yeah, it's not your Russo's combat choreography but it was decent it's okay it's better than loki uh hand-to-hand yes yeah it's fine jay davis i thought it was pretty good my wife she freaked and loved it and loved yelena constantly making fun of natasha yeah super lovable such a poser so good i love i love her chris williams great comment let the fucking pig breathe oh Oh my god that was disturbing i was like i was the fucking the pig Get the pig. It's that's why I don't trust that lady. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I think there's more to Melina. And oh, I didn't even mention in the comics, she is a character called Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. she's Ooh. the fucking Iron Maiden. She's got like a mask. She's a bad guy. Uh, I think she flips. She goes back and forth. Keep an eye on Melina. There's some shitty things that there's some shenanigans going on there. Uh, Daryl K B minus overall, not the best MCU flick, but not the worst. Yeah, I think everybody just enjoyed it for what it is. And, it's exactly that. It's not the worst. It's not the best. It's right there in the middle. Uh, and then finally, a little sports talk. Anthony Daryl K also is looking forward to Tony's take on the Conor McGregor fight next episode. Maybe a monthly short jock news segment. Oh, shit. He, somebody's missing jock talk on Patreon, Anthony. Uh, Daryl, I, I, I did comment, but I will say I actually didn't watch the fight oh, live. You Surprising. Yeah, I was at a concert, but... Uh, from what I saw and after, I definitely caught up on it. Uh, nasty leg break for Connor. Really bad luck. He was losing the fight. He'll probably get a fourth fight whenever he decides or whenever he's able to come back. Um, but I do think Connor's uh, his days at the top are, are done. Was it a? There was no winner. Oh no, he lost. Oh, he lost. What's the guy? Who did he lose to? Dustin Poirier was their third Poirier. fight. He oh. lost. He basically he threw a punch in like his tibia broke or something oh, how weird was it his like, just... le- leg rolled underneath him i think he like already was like fractured from oh jesus a misplaced kick but oh, yeah it was pretty nasty shit. ow yeah uh what what was the record of the three fights then uh connor won the first one and dustin Poirier's won oh, the last so this two. was like a rematchy rematch yeah. hmm. and but i heard i see he's just talking shit anyways the even he though was, he, lost. he was on the ground <laughs> with his leg being like <laughs> immobilized and he's still telling dustin poirier he's like you and your wife are gonna get in your oh, sleep and he's doing Jesus like Christ. a gun sign oh, to his head oh my god he was, yeah he was pretty uh he was like super nasty why are you going the after the week. bros the dude's wife bro that's aggro yeah, he was like saying the wife was like sliding into his dms it's really uh, very uh yeah very nasty i saw they're talk. both accusing each other of cheating it's almost like he's like some kind of a guy who would hit someone yeah he's kind of a <laughs> rabble rouser thrasher <laughs> fighter type dude <laughs> He's the type of guy who would be violent. Was there any cheating going on? No. Uh, there was like some little things that Connor was doing, but I mean, yeah, it's kind of, but you know, it, it's fighting. 
Uh, so Chad, their bottom is is very. Weak. You gonna have to bring back Jock Talk. Does somebody? Somebody? He did message me to. Put the, he was. He asked if we should we could record tonight, but unfortunately, we we do the main show. So perhaps we'll connect tomorrow. There you go, Daryl. And record. Stay paid to we'll the see. Patreon. Say our fan club will get uh, the sports show. Okay, let's uh, close out with some. What are we watching, Anthony? You watching anything interesting? No. <laughs> Great. That's why I always <laughs> go to you first. It's nice. And you clear. can tell that he's getting out there. <laughs> Everything's back. No mess. Everybody's out. There's no barriers. Go have fun. Yeah, uh, I'm still recovering from Saturday. I did these these two day hangovers. Yeah, you're getting old, bro. I am. Uh, I know. Rugs, what have you been watching? Well, I watched the Tomorrow oh, War. Shit, let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> that was, holy shit, that was a stupid movie. <laughs> but wasn't it better than Infinite? After watching Infinite, it set a low bar. I was like, this isn't bad. It's like, let's spend a lot of money on a really shitty movie. (laughs) And uh, the creature design, the effects were great. But I I was also like, why is this? Why does Alien look like every other alien that's been in every movie in the past 10 years? Every science fiction movie is in that movie. They just crypt from everything. And there is a lot of things that don't make sense that are really funny when you think about it. It's so dumb. But like, the effects were cool. And uh, that's about it. The action sequences, some of them were kind of like spine tingling and shit. I, I, know, like, I was like, oh. I like the, the, the time travel uh, method where you can only like, if you go ahead for a week, you come back a week in real time and time is always flowing and you can't like just go anywhere. Gotta go to these specific. But J.K. Simmons, I thought was great. Yvonne Strahovski, who plays his daughter in the future. I, she's always awesome. He is just super bland and generic to me now and plays the same guy over and over again. Right. What would you give that? A recommend? Uh, or no. Fi- a 5.5. 5. Better than infinite. If- Whoa. Oh, right. someone's Whoa. blowing up over there. Yeah. No, he's watching TikTok. <laughs> girls <laughs> dancing. There's all these girls dancing on my phone. I got to watch this. Yeah. Okay, so tomorrow are five. Uh, no recommend. Um, if you want to watch somebody shoot aliens and the aliens oh being God, like, like monsters s- and shit. It's like Starship Troopers and, tur- and It was aliens. done pretty well, the alien thing. Was, uh, at one point, they're kicking it. You oh, know? well, that's uh, how it ends. Is they're fist fighting a fucking alien, of course. Yeah, it's, it's pretty end. crazy. It's kind of silly. Okay. It's, it's worth checking that what out. What else did I you guess. watch? I watched Barb and Star visit Vista del Mar. You know what? I watched this also because it just came out on Hulu and I heard good things about it. What did you think? It made me laugh. I thought it was a stupid movie, but it did make me laugh, and it was something to watch. Uh, you know, and it was in, I enjoyed it at the in the moment. You know, I, you know, did I think was it was a genius comedy? No, I just it, it made me chuckle. I, a I'll few tell times. you what, I uh, I I thought it was it was unexpected. It was not what I thought, and I thought it was pretty funny. What she has done here, it's this is not what I thought this movie was, but Kristen Wiig has made her version of like an Austin Powers meets Harold and Kumar meets a little bit like Naked Gun and Airplane uh, with musical numbers. She plays uh, the bad guy and it's like this crazy, uh, you know, plot to kill a bunch of people. And I did not think that's what this was going to be. Her and Barb or the girl plays Barb, their chemistry, their ad-libbing was, was, was funny. And I was pleasantly surprised. I was actually laughing at a bunch of things and there's just like musical numbers that come out of nowhere i'm like okay some of them didn't work <laughs> yeah. some of the musical no. numbers did not work the dude said i think yeah i think that overall it was just kind of funny and um it, it, obviously 
the thing that made me laugh the most is when they would have sex. Oh, yeah. Very quickly. Oh, that, that, and Yo-Yo, <laughs> the little Asian boy, he was hilarious also. Uh, yeah, was I fun. love that kid. I could see them doing a bunch of silly movies like this with these crazy over-the-top missions. I have a lot of Saturday Night Live alumnus in here. I, I mean, if you're looking for it, goes, you know, it's like your brain donors, your dumb dumb uh, adult oh, comedies. brain donors oh my god oh, brain yeah. so if you like stuff like that if you like austin powers i think it's not as funny as austin powers but she's no. definitely channeling that vibe and she gets close if yeah, you like that kind of fine. stuff check it out it's on hulu and then there's this movie on hbo max no sudden move with this star-studded cast it is uh directed by steven soderbergh Oh. Yeah, it's a Soderbergh joint. It's got Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro, David Harbour in this movie, John Hamm, Brendan Fraser, Kieran Culkin, Julia no. Fox. And it's taken me a really long time to get through this movie. Uh, it's well reviewed. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it's uh, like 80, 90 percent in critics. Is it good or bad? In- I don't know. It's it's like a, it's like one of the Coen Brothers movies that are like convoluted and kind of slow but there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of uh double crossing and plans uh it's i don't know i'm still have like 10 minutes left of the movie it's i've for some reason i've had a hard time staying awake i guess is the term oh my uh, god while watching this movie but it's it's well shot he he uses this crazy camera lens that distorts things as it pans i don't know why um and it's a heist caper set in the 50s. It doesn't make me want to watch it. No, anymore. I don't know. People are getting, <laughs> Anthony, this one is getting like critical love. And I'm no like, No sudden move? Yeah, no sudden move. And I'm like, man, it's taking me a long time to watch this. And I I don't know if I'm interested. And it's shot well. The acting is good. I don't know. I don't know why. It's, I'm not in my Oscar phase right now. With I, have, I have no time to think it, about he's in the He's in the chasing uh, he's, female he's in booty. The other yes, booty. Yes, yes, yes. It has been a long time. He's need to catch up. He's got yeah. two years of getting laid to do. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Somebody, I think Blake, somebody on the Facebook page that this is a, you know, great movie and I was checking it out and it's, it's a, I don't know. I don't know. It's a fifties crime thriller heist. I might, I might throw it on. It's uh, it's got Benicio Del Toro. It's, and it's it, very right? Coen brothers where like it's one simple thing and it all gets all fucked up and goes all these different ways and the decisions people make and, the double cr- it's so it reminded me a lot of a Cohen Brothers. Hmm. Speaking of things that we didn't finish, um, I fucking Netflix, man. You ever put it on Netflix and then it has the, like those trailers, but then it just starts the movie? Yeah, I hate that. You have to turn that <laughs> auto play shit off. I didn't play start. Why are you playing this? So like I had turned that Netflix on and I was about to like just chill out for a little bit and, and it was on this um Gundam movie, like ah. it's called has called Hathaway yeah. Gundam War, whatever. Yeah. And it just started and I was like, oh shit. I'm watching this movie. <laughs> I never and I'm like, I've never watched Gundam all the way through. I'm like, I know about Gundam, but like good? I've never sat and watched a Gundam movie. And it's actually pretty political. And it's crazy. It's like uh it's in the Gundam universe, basically uh human beings uh they they colonize other planets that in the future and um they start a faction and that like uh is bad and they fucking fight with the earth. And then also they come back and um they have, there's like little splinter cells of, of like terrorists 
that are trying to get people to leave the earth because it's too polluted. It's whatever, but it's very political type shit. And it, and it's well animated too. So if you catch it, it's the Hathaway, uh, Gundam, Gundam. movie. Yes. Uh, so it, Godzilla singular point, I've watched maybe four or five episodes now. Oh, Jesus okay. Christ. Ah, uh, I still don't know what's going on. There was a bunch of Rodans. <laughs> they all died. There was the jet Jaguars kind of cool. I can't remain interested. I'm out. Okay. Oh, he quit. I'm not continuing. This guy, this guy sat through all of, uh, uh, Un- uh, powers powerless. Or uh, the, powerless. Power, the, the DC sitcom that never made me laugh, and I watched every episode. But he quits on singular. Point. I can't. I don't know what's happening. It's fun to look at, but what I'm not. I not involved. the whole point is that the movie's supposed to be so brilliant. It's supposed to be so brilliantly done that it's, it's the the mystery's supposed to grab hold of you and make you want to know more no, about I time do, travel. I don't care anymore. All right. What did you want to see? Am no, I, I don't know. Well, Godzilla? I don't fucking know. You want to see monsters fight? Oh, yeah. Is that oh, what you want to see? see? Godzilla oh, okay. somewhere. You see him swimming by in red water and shit. I don't know what's going on. Everything's <laughs> red. When it's red, I know the shit, the monsters are there, but then they don't show. That, that's the cure for fucking the red room. That's yes, what's happening. Yes, get Godzilla. <laughs> uh, Anthony, out this week, here's an Oscar movie that should be on your radar. On HBO Max, in the theaters, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh, shit. With LeBron, uh, will be released this Friday, July 16th on the HBO Max. Anybody going to ch- check this one out? I don't, I don't think huh? I'm going to watch that. I don't think I've, I even seen the first. No, Space I don't Jam. think I've I actually that's, seen that's all. That's part of, of my childhood, but I'm I'm past the point. No, of you have to see no nostalgia Jam. love for the, re- the sequel. Not for the reboot. reboot I will. I love the, Is it a the old one, but not yeah. this one. It's I don't know sequel. anything about this one. I don't. Yeah. Have, yeah. They yeah. gotta save the fucking thing again and win a game. I don't. They gotta fight the Toon Squad again or whatever. Or they gotta be the Toon. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, Space Jam. Get it now. All right, that's good for this week, everybody. As always, check out the website for show notes for all the links, everything we talked about. I stay in touch on a support. Most importantly, share the show with a friend. Rugs, where can they find you online? At Really Rugboy on Twitter. Come by and say, what's Make that? sure you <laughs> say hello to Rugs. Tell your friends about the show. Text it to someone. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. We'll meet you next time. Whoa. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. No, it's really pause good. there. Fucking fantastic. Get your hand off my penis! It's a real tit flapper. A tit flapper. That's from <laughs> Barbie Star. One of the funniest parts of the I heard it was a real tit flapper. What a tit flapper.